The entire town of Fort St. John has been placed on evacuation alert. 20,000 people have been told to be prepared to leave their homes at a moment's notice. Gives you an idea of how serious this wildfire situation is right now in our province, right? Never mind what's going on in Alberta. Here in BC, we've got 56 active fires around the province, 15 of them considered to be out of control at this point. As mentioned there, the Red Creek fire in Fort St. John has been burning for more than a week. So you've got a lot of people, thousands uh, standing by just in case they might have to leave their homes. And that is not an easy situation, right? Like we've come to hear about that over, you know, the last few years. It's gotten so bad when it comes to wildfires in the summertime. And here in Metro Vancouver, we're a bit spoiled, right? Because we don't know what it's like to live under conditions like that necessarily. But, you know, in other parts of this province, that is a yearly reality. Just take what happened in Lytton a couple of years ago. That was just 2021, that extreme heat that we all experienced. But in Lytton, it broke the all-time heat record across the entire country. They had a temperature of 49.6 degrees. That was on June 29th. And then the fire came and so many people lost their homes, including our next guest. We wanted to learn more about what it is like to live through a situation like this. Ken Pite is with us now, a resident of Lytton. Ken, thanks for being here. No, you're welcome to me. How are things for you right now? For, where are you staying? Right now, I'm uh, just above Lytton at a friend of mine's place. Uh, yeah, looking and out over the town. What is the rebuilding situation like for you? Well, it hasn't started yet. Uh, yes, that's, <laughs> that's it in a few words. Oh. No rebuilding yet. Okay, so do you know where it is in the process? Uh, well, there's still quite a bit of work to do. Um, the town has been scraped down about a foot uh, everything removed. So now new soil has to be brought in so that we can start getting it green again. That's a lot of work. Ken, when you think back two years ago, do you, it must have been so chaotic. Is it difficult for you to think, when you think about all these other people who are kind of undergoing a similar situation now? Oh, my heart goes out to them. It, uh, you know, we're, we're living in a situation now where the forests are increasingly stressed. Uh, rainfall patterns are all haywire, and unfortunately, we have more fires to look forward to. Was this something that you had prepared for? Had you ever gone through this before? I'd never gone through it before, no. So what did you do when the order came in? Well, there was no order came in. Um, it caught us all completely by surprise. Um, I was aware that morning that we were in a very difficult situation. You know, the phrase, a powder keg, was literally true. And, uh, you know, I got a few things ready by the door just in case. And then in the afternoon, sitting inside the house, doors and windows closed, I smelled smoke really strongly. And that was the warning. And so you just decided, I'm going. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it was obvious that everything was going to burn. Wow. And, and when did you first notice, like, something was really wrong? To I understand, when that heat happened on June the 29th, did you notice changes in your property and, like, the foliage and things? Uh, well, that morning of the fire, I went out early while it was still, you know, relatively cool to pick some raspberries, and they were dead. They'd just been killed by the heat. And uh, the fresh green leaves of next year's growth 
were so brittle I could crumble them in my fingers. And it was that point I went, look out. We're only going to get through this if nobody is stupid. Wow. And you did manage to make it out, but that must have been so chaotic in the days after. You would think that the governments are used to this by now and dealing with this, Ken, but what is the system like when it comes to helping people like you? Well, I think it's still in its infancy on how to deal with people in this kind of situation. Uh, We have sort of the categories of people with, you know, guaranteed replacement insurance, people with uh, insufficient insurance, and people with no insurance. And so uh, how do we, um, you know, provide homes for, you know, people with no insurance? Uh, It has to be done because otherwise they will be, you know, people in that position will be looking for, for help and that will need to be supplied at, at some cost to society. So, you know, how can we, you know, I guess the real question is, is like when this happens to you, how do you want to be treated? And I think that's a question for all of us in this province. That's a good question too. So do you want to rebuild? And if you do, will you do things differently? Are there things that you can do at your house to do things differently? I want to rebuild. Uh, and I mean, what I would like very much is to have, um, you know, a lush property where, you know, the greenery is the first or one of the lines of resistance to any future fires. That seems to be the case when I look around here, places that survived were places that had lots of water and uh, lots of greenery. Interesting. Well, listen, good luck, Ken. Uh, Best of luck. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're welcome, Simi. Thanks for calling. That is Ken Pite, who's a Lytton resident, even though Lytton doesn't exist anymore. It will be, though. And Ken wants to go back. They are waiting to rebuild their community. Of course, destroyed in a fire almost two years ago with that really intense heat that we had. And I'd forgotten like that temperature, just even saying it out loud, that on June the 29th of 2021, it was 49.6 degrees in Lytton. Just can't even imagine how awful that must have been. And we have lots of people under fire alert right now, too. So for the latest on that, keep it tuned in here, plus cknw.com for more information as well.